Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's a lot on the list you cannot see, so let's just get right into it. Uh, first off, some good news on my situation. Um, I have filed all the necessary paperwork and I am now, uh, have my, well I don't have my license, I have my privilege to drive uh, reinstated. Now what that means is because I don't have a car right now, I'm not eligible to get my license. Now, if I had a car, I could go and restart the whole thing and, and do the written test as if I were some snot-nosed teenager, take the driving test as if I were some snot-nosed teenager, or someone who might have gotten a DWAI, um, and then get a car, have the car, and then uh, have this thing called an interlock placed in it for an um, amount of time, approximately two years, what an interlock does is it's basically a breathalyzer for a car. The car won't start. Um, I, I don't know. I would imagine like probably multiple fails if you did have them might get reported back to your probation officer. I don't know if, if that's a thing or not. That's something I haven't explored because I don't have a car and I have no need to explore it. Um, but my right to, to get a license has been uh, reinstated, which is a step in the right direction to putting my life back together after this unfortunate situation. So I'm getting there, folks. So um, I've put, I've got more than my half, uh, more than half, Jesus Christ, I can't even talk right now. Nothing wrong with me, I just uh, was distracted by digging out an eye booger, so I apologize. So I've got more than half my community service done. Um, I'm in the, like, last leg of my uh, education and therapy classes. So, I mean, really by probably the end of June, I should have everything done. And, oh, I do want to go back to the, the breathalyzer thing and the pipe sounds that I'm sure my microphone is picking up right now, so I apologize. Sorry. The pipes are making sounds. They sing for you, Danny boy. A different kind of pipes, though. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe, like, that was, like, he just had bad pipes, and that's what that Irish folk song is about, is just shitty plumbing. Well, I kind of like that a little bit more. So I managed to talk over most of that. Uh, the, re the reinstatement thing, I do have to have the interlock in my car for uh, two years, but the reinstatement for right of privilege has started that clock ticking so that if I don't get a car for, say, six months, um, I only have to have the interlock in my car for a year and a half as opposed to the full two years from point of getting car. So if I don't drive for the next two years, which it sounds like a long time, but I didn't drive for 12 years at one point. Now, given I was uh, living and working downtown, and it was easy for me to get around, and I didn't really need to, and I had a girlfriend with a car, which sounds very codependent, but wasn't. Um, it was just a, kind of a, a you know happy accident coincidence thing. I won't have to have an interlock in the new car, which is money I wouldn't have to spend, because it does cost the installation, and uh, there's a recalibration, I think, every three months, and of course you pay for it every month. Now, given, I make the money. So I am working on saving up for a car, which is the next step. Now I go back to everything else that uh, probably by the end, middle of end of June, so shortly around uh, DCC, Denver Comic Con, or maybe a little bit after, I, I should be, you know, have everything done. I talked about my little setback last week. Uh, I think that's going to impact getting off of supervised probation early. Um, maybe not getting off probation early. I don't, I never entertained that idea. Um, but being, uh, uh getting off supervised probation, um, might be a little further down the road than I expected because I'm an idiot. 
So, um, yeah. So there, there's that note for the reinstatement. Exclamation point. I'm very excited. Um, next note says, Dirty Desktop slash Fire of Doing. I've talked about the lack of motivation and... Really, I've gotten back into the fire of doing. I have knocked out so much stuff on my to-do list. I finished uh, my new name tag for going to Douglas Movies uh, next month in May. I started working on that fair illustration that I was kind of hesitant on. Um, I'll probably finish it probably tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go out and see a movie tomorrow. I'm going to go see Isle of Dogs. Uh, because I will not have the time to go see Avengers because it's going to be a busy day, uh, busy weekend at the day job. So I'm not holding out hope that I'm going to be able to see Avengers. But I've been looking at like all the folders that have been cluttering my desktop, and I'm like, these need to get the fuck out of my way. And I have just been slamming through and cleaning everything out and going, okay, why is this here? This is for a sketch I need to work on. Um, let's start working on that sketch and getting it, uh, you know, off. Uh, the desktop, um, really just clearing my space out, and I'm going to talk about that uh, sketch in a second. So I haven't sent off the DCC emails, I'm going to be doing that probably next week, uh, I'm sorry, this week, later this week. Um, today is my Saturday, and I usually go and record no applause, like I normally do, that is fine, and I'm going to be doing that later, but I'm also recording this, and I recorded Mr. Wright, which is also going to become an episode of Black Falls. Um, so technically recorded, you know, by the end of the day, I'll have recorded four shows and I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to edit them all today, if not tomorrow and really like clear out my week, which will force me to go, okay, now get the minutia done, like firing off emails and working on some other design stuff and sketches, which like I said, I will talk about in just a little bit. Um, oh, I'll save the next note for the end, I guess. Uh, another kind of cool thing um, in, in terms of the fire of doing is I'm fucking debt-free. I paid the last of like this like kind of hanging over my head debt uh, to a member of my family who helped me out when I was having a tough time during, if you go back months and months ago on this podcast, we talked uh, I talked about tech death where the logic board on my computer decided to shit the bed and I didn't have the money at the time to buy a brand new computer and I went to my family and said, like, I need a computer. One, I, it's basically my only lifeline to the outside world. Um, it's where I do all my work. It's how I watch everything. Um, please, please, please help me out here. And they helped me, and I've been slowly chipping away at that bill. And I finally uh, made enough money at the day job. I had a really good weekend, or regular weekend for normal people, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, not like my weekends on Mondays and Tuesdays, but an actual normal person weekend, had a really good day of money. So I was like, fuck it, um, here's the rest of the money, and I'm free and clear of you, in terms of, you know, not like of them physically, but of them financially, and it felt really fucking good. I'm completely debt-free. All I gotta do is save money, and I've been saving money with the whole sobriety thing, the uh, recommitment to that. Um, I've gone out to lunch with a with a friends a couple of times, and it's like, well, you know, it's a lot less than drinking. Um, but the last two times I've gone out with a, a, a friend of mine, uh, nicknamed El Tigre, the tiger, he's he's paid for me. So, awesome. Now, it did suck. I did fire of doing, I, I was responsible, and I paid all of my fucking bills. And that was, that was a good chunk of change. But one bill was only for my situation, and it was a one-time deal. So, I'm hoping that, you know, in the next, you know, probably couple months, I save up 
a good chunk of change uh, so I can have some fun at DCC, though not too much fun because I know my situation, but have some fun at DCC. Also, I got to remember that I'm paying for hotel rooms or hotel room, singular for me, so I need to have that money locked and loaded and ready um, without taking myself down to an uncomfortable amount of money because I was irresponsible. So, but it feels good to be debt-free and that all my money is mine for the rest of this month and part of May until the end of May where I have to pay more bills and that money's not all mine. Back to designing and art, the note says, and that's when I'm going to talk about these sketches. I did have uh, someone at my day job who was a regular talk to me about designing a logo for him. So I've been working on that, going back to um, branding, which has been a blast. I put together a spec sheet of a font test together for him. Um, he and I talked. I did a few sketches. Um, I'm going to be working on a few things for him. And uh, it feels good to kind of get back into designing with a purpose. Now, I mean, I like designing stuff for fun. I talked last week about a mighty fine cup of spiders and some of my ideas for that. And I've had a logo in my head. And yeah, I mean, I have fun, you know, designing this kind of stuff, but it kind of felt good to like design stuff with like a purpose where it's like, this is going to be a business logo and I'm taking it very seriously. And it's like, it's like I have a client again and I kind of missed feeling that um, purposefulness, if that's a word, in terms of design work. Um, I also have, of course, so like, like I said, did my um, DLM or Doug Loves Movies name tag came out great. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Um, but otherwise, it came out great. I'm doing The Breakfast Club, or it's The Breakfast Doug, and it features such mainstays of the Doug Loves Movies uh, guest uh, uh, panelists such as Amy Miller, Jacob Siroff, quote-unquote Mark Wahlberg, myself, and the host, Doug Benson. So, and it's poster size, and I'm going to get it, like, mounted, so it's going to be fucking solid. So when I hold it up, no matter where I am, they're going to fucking see it. Uh, and then I'll get, uh, you know, chosen or whatever, uh, and if I get up on stage, I will, of course, promote the living fuck out of uh, this podcast, No Pause, Just the Clap, and the network in general. And that may be uh, a boost to us, especially coming into um, DCC. So, um, I'm also working on a sketch for a friend where he was just joking about being a comic book character. And I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of want to draw something like that. And uh, I pulled some reference and... It's it's the fun, but there is a purposeful. Like I want to like draw it and give it to him and print it and be like, here, this is kind of cool. Uh, he'll probably just throw it away or put it in a drawer, but I don't care. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun going back to designing stuff and working on art. Just another outlet for my creativity and my always busy brain and my pathological fear of boredom. I'd rather be stretched too thin than be bored out of my skull. Um, lastly, and this is kind of a fun one, and this kind of ties into the, that cup full of spiders idea I had last week where I would do like a glass half full, glass half empty. And this one, I don't know which it would fall into. I suppose it would, might fall into glass half full if I were to do it. But on this thing on Facebook, uh, it's gone semi-viral where you got tagged in it and I got tagged in it, um, by friends that say like post your like, like 10 albums, one a day. Um, that were influential musical albums, uh, once a day, uh, no explanation needed. Um, and of course I did post one and this kid I knew from high school who had to be the smartest person in the room and has to argue about fucking everything chimed in on one album. And I was just like, dude, you know, this is my opinion, right? Like he's like, well, you should have picked this album. And I'm like, well, maybe that album influenced you and maybe you should fucking do it. 
but it, it, you know, my introduction to this one band with this one album, that's what influenced me. And I'm actually going to talk about that album later, um, because I'm going to break this down into, um, I was going to do five, but now this, well, you know, timing looks pretty good on this episode. We'll see how far I get and how comfortable I am, but I'm going to talk about some of the albums that influenced me, because I thought, that's neat. I'm Mr. Wright. I talk about the books I'm reading and, and, and the video games I'm playing and the uh, TV I'm watching and my influences going into me. So I thought, well, I'll do this on Damn With Music. So in no specific order, it, it's not most uh, influential to least or anything like that. And like I said, I'm only doing a partial list and I'll keep you know doing the list um, on the next couple episodes as well until it's done. But I'm going to go at least like the first like two or three. And the first one is, I mean, once again, these are a lot of my favorite albums of all time. They were so influential, etc. by Jawbreaker. Now, this one, someone could have argued with me, like, hey, this is a collection of rarities and B-sides, not technically an album, um, but I, no one fought me on it. And etc. by Jawbreaker is, and Jawbreaker is uh, a West Coast punk band fronted by Blake Schwarzenbach, who I worship at his altar. His degree was uh, in creative writing with uh, a minor in poetry, and so was mine, but I added the graphic design onto mine. Uh, and the fact that our degrees are the same is not an accident. Um, I wanted to follow in his footsteps. I believe he teaches at a liberal arts college in New York now. But Blake Schwarzenbach's lyrics are, are poetry um, set to music. They are amazing. He uses um, conflict of meaning, enjambment, he uses a lot of poetic tools and structure in his lyrics, and I, I'm i just drawn to not only his unique voice um, sonically, but uh, his unique voice uh, in, in his lyrics and his writing, and I, I'm just blown away. Uh, Etc. is a great, I think a great introductory album because it's a collection of B-sides and rarities and covers, so you kind of get a sense of what they sound like, and you go, oh, I kind of want to explore this more, and then you go, okay, we'll check out, you know, Dear You, Unfun, Bivouac, um, maybe get into the band he was in after Jawbreaker broke up called Jets Brazil, which is ten times more um, articulate and poetic in his lyrics. Jets Brazil's easily one of my favorite bands, yet they did not make the list because I wanted to put Jawbreaker on there, because that was my introduction to him, and incredibly influential. Um, but just, yeah, getting into Jawbreaker in my, like, probably early 20s was just brain-breaking. Uh, next is Dookie by Green Day. Now, some people would say Green Day birthed pop punk, and they, you know, I, I can argue yes and no on that one. I think they're more punk than they were pop punk. I think that they are popular because they are a great band. I think that their influences such as The Clash and Sticky Little Fingers is so evident that... They didn't, it wasn't poppy. Um, I mean, some of their songs can be, and yes, they they do write catchy radio hits, but I, I, I'd i be hard-pressed to call them pop-punk. I think they do still have an edge and an artfulness to them writing punk. Um, but their, their, I think Dookie was their third album, but it was the most commercially, commercially well-known one. But man, hearing that in high school was just like, that rise of that like third-wave punk and ska movement, was just so influential into getting me to a lot of the punk bands and ska bands that eventually shaped me. I moved kind of from like classic rock growing up with my mom and um, kind of alternative rock and new wave with my dad. 
Um, and I got into like metal. I did like a total like 180. As you do as a kid, you're rebelling. You're like, I'm gonna listen to Cradle of Fucking Filth and Metallica. And uh, but uh, punk, uh, really the attitude, the lyrics, um, the music really changed my life. And Green Day was one of those bands that was kind of the kind of the the gateway drug for it. Um, and then lastly, and I'll wrap up on this, and I'll save the rest of the albums for next week, as well as another list you cannot see. Uh, Far Beyond Driven by Pantera. There had to be a metal album on the, on the list. The first album I did listen to was The Great Southern Trend Kill by Pantera, um, but I think the most influential album uh, on myself from them was Far Beyond Driven. Man, that album is tight. And I don't mean like, Yo, dog, that movie was tight. I mean, it is tight, it is dense, it is precise in its, like, heaviness and its lyrics in everything. And, of course, the sing-song solos of Dimebag Daryl, Rest in Peace, that low-end chugging bass by Rex Brown, of course. Now he's a giant racist asshole, um, and that, you know, doesn't change. But back then I didn't know it, and it wasn't as evident but Phil Anselmo's lyrics, I mean, really, the articulate angst that man felt, um, I totally understood when I was a teenager, and I, I wanted to emulate uh, Phil Anselmo to no small extent in high school. He, he wasn't that, like, long-haired, you know, kind of metal guy, like, you know, shaved head, and all the tattoos, and, you know, kind, kind of a, at that point, modern... Um, Henry Rollins, who was an influence on me as well, but more through writing and not music. Um, but he had that kind of like Rollins black flag vibe to him that I was really drawn to. And Far Beyond Driven is just fucking phenomenal. Just phenomenal. The rest of their albums are slightly different enough that I could say, well, you know, Cowboys from Hell, they were coming out of their, like, their weird 80s power metal thing, and it's like, nah, some songs are good, some are bad, and the bad ones are really bad, like Medicine Man. Shattered's alright, I guess. But, you know, and then their later stuff was very um, southern rock and blues in influenced, and um, was was a little different than, than just kind of the straight, kind of almost thrashy punch in the face that Far Beyond Driven was. So... That's it. That's the list you cannot see because I'm going to save more albums for next week. And uh, hopefully I should have some more good news as we get closer to Denver Comic Con and as I start knocking out more stuff on my to-do list. So, from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these, I'm Doug, I almost fucked it up. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my Acute Mental Neuroses Musical Influence Edition. I kind of like talking about that. That was really fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Good night, Internet. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.